0: Hi, this is Father Ian Van in here, the Art of Living Well podcast. What I'm doing is in this audio format is just going a little bit deeper into subjects I deal with a regular basis on my website and in video content, but just taking the opportunity to explore them a little bit more, to chew on them a little bit more, and to give folks a little bit more insights into why I think what I think and the direction I feel like I need to go. So what I want to talk about today is this is going to be the first in a five-part series. What's kind of emerging in my mind, now this is sounds very bold, I know. It's part of me is like hesitate about even saying it this directly, but I really do feel like I'm kind of forming a new spirituality. Um I don't I'm not sure if it'll have any lasting effect, if anybody will pay attention, if it'll have a positive influence on folks. But I'm now starting to think in my mind, you know, I'm committed to talking about it more directly, that I'm promoting a new spirituality, what I would call the spirituality of the transfiguration. That image of the transfiguration, if folks have noticed some of the details on my website over the years, at one point I did talk about the transfiguration and talked about my vision of it, and I'm going to kind of revisit some of those ideas. But for me, it's an image, the image of the transfiguration. It's an icon. There's the theology of it that's kind of informed my outlook. But then there's also certain experiences from my own life that have kind of resonated with me and informed how I understand the spiritual life. So let me start off, you know, telling some stories a little bit about this whole journey. So when I was a kid, the the first step was when I was a kid. And as a kid, I would have these dreams. I had maybe three or four of these dreams where I'd be overwhelmed by a bright light. And it was a very intense feeling, kind of almost like an intense focus, a tense concentration where this light just kind of took a hold of me, but a very positive experience. And it was kind of always in the background of my mind. I had these dreams when I was very young and into high school a little bit. And these dreams had a very profound effect on me. So when I fell away from the faith in late high school into early college, I never really doubted the existence of God or a higher power. For me, there was there was never any doubt with that. Partially, I think, because of these dreams. I don't know if it was directly in this sense, but it was like something had been communicated to me in these dreams that was incredibly important for me. So I had these dreams of this kind of intense light, this intense energy, um, kind of pervading, my, pervading, and and taking hold of me. Um, not in the sense of possession, but the sense of being filled with light. So then I'd kind of forgotten about it for many years, but I'd always had in the background of my mind this idea of light. So when I started reading about the Hesychasts and this idea. So the Hesychast spirituality is an orthodox spirituality that um, comes out of places like Turkey, the Byzantine Empire. Now it's mostly those regions are controlled by Muslims, but the Byzantine church still exists in those areas. So Turkey um, also extends a little bit into Russia. The The Russians would adopt some of this spirituality. And with the Byzantine spirituality, they would often talk about that as we undergo an ascesis or ascetical efforts, as we undergo purification the light of Mount Tabor starts to emerge within the human heart. So as I started reading about these ideas um, in my mid-twenties, and the background was this experience of this light that I had experienced as a very young kid and kind of informed all of it. You know, I, I didn't always put all the pieces together until recently. Then fast forward. So early you know, seminary, before seminary, reading about the Hezekiahs, reading about this idea of the light of Mount Tabor, then in the past three years, as I've experienced, I've now started to experience this light again. And for me, it was in dreams again. So I started to emerge in dreams, started to have these dreams. But now it was tied to Christ, as it was when I would study the Hesychas, that it's the light of Christ. It's the light of Mount Tabor. And the hesychasts would even talk about being energized by the Holy Spirit. That's how I would describe this sensation that I have in these dreams. And even now starting to have in prayer, it's being energized by the Holy Spirit. So that's kind of the foundation for how I understand the Transfiguration. Now I want to translate. Well, what does this mean in terms of spirituality? For me, what, what is the path of our transformation is unleashing this light, unleashing this divine energy. It's being energized by the Holy Spirit. And for me, as I gaze upon creation, as I gaze upon the church, it's always about that ongoing discipline, ongoing purgation, illumination, union, to let this divine fire emerge, to let this kind of divine energy emerge within the human heart. So what I'm going to lay out in the next few podcasts is going to be four points that I kind of want to bring out. The first part is a renewal in Aesthetical and Mystical Theology. So in the back of my mind, I've talked about it before, early on, I was searching for contemplation. I was searching for this divine fire, this divine energy. I was constantly seeking it day in and day out. What I've come to realize in the spiritual life, why we need a renewal in Aesthetical and Mystical Theology, is we need a renewed sense that what is our goal? What are we working towards day in and day out? And the goal is always Mystical Union is being completely united to Christ, being completely configured to his presence. So that's kind of the first thing that I really want to get into, is this importance of ascetical and mystical theology, and a renewal in that in seminary. Now, you might be wondering, well, I guess this hasn't been talked about a lot, but it's not actually, doesn't figure as prominently in seminary formation these days. It's covered in certain senses in different classes, but not the, the actual, the old style of teaching those courses And that path of mystical union. Another thing I want to talk about is training for holiness. Spiritual discipline. Spiritual asceticism. The sense of, so for training with holiness, I want to see renewal in in, in, um, in fasting. But also a more holistic approach to asceticism. Where we engage the body with physical exercise. So exercise, fasting, vigils. I'm going to get into this more in the future podcast. The third feature is missionary dialogue, that we are engaging the culture, not just trying to condemn things, but also I think there's two extremes when it comes to dialogue. There's folks who say that we need to condemn the culture and point out all the errors. And there's there's some value in that. And there's other folks who just want to whole hog accept all the new trends or uncritically think about what the culture has to offer and they would even say that that kind of other side that more liberal perspective if you will would say oh there's many paths to god or whatever no with missionary dialogue it's about proclaiming jesus christ there's no doubt about that it's about proclaiming jesus christ but the dialogue component is trying to understand other perspectives so that you can more be more available and more accurately present jesus to them in a way that will make sense so that's the goal of our missionary dialogue. And then finally, outreach to the margins through spiritual direction, confession, and counseling. Now, I'm not sure exactly personally how much spiritual direction and counseling I can give on a regular basis, but I have seen with the power of confession, the sense of listening, of helping people to sort through their emotions, where the Holy Spirit is working. I see this as my main outreach to those in the margins of society. For years, I would spend time working with the poor, soup kitchens, things like that. I'm convinced now in my role as a priest, one of the main things I offer is spiritual direction, confession, counseling, That, especially not that this assignment, I'm not going to work with Hispanics as much, but most of the time, these marginalized communities, these communities that that have low income, whatever it might be, they don't have access to mental health facilities. So that's kind of a dream and a future project I want to work on is making Counseling and mental health resources more available to the poor. So this is kind of my vision of the transfiguration. Now all of it is a sense of light. So with all of this sense, it's bringing liberation so that that light can emerge. So the renewal in ascetical and ascetical mystical theology. What is what are we being set free from? We're being set free from sin, from the disorders of the heart, so that we can be energized and move with the promptings of grace. Training in holiness is to prepare ourselves so that this light can emerge. We're constantly working, working and working, not in a sense of Pelagian earning our salvation, but always trying to be receptive, always trying to move with the promptings of grace. Missionary dialogue is so that light can spread out into the world and transfigure everything with the presence of God. And then finally, that outreach to the margin is that same thing, extending that light. It's the light of Christ that we want to shine in all hearts. So, I'm going to get into it. We're going to be posting one a week. Um, so we'll, we'll be doing a series. This is the first in that series on my spirituality of the transfiguration. A spirituality I'm looking to promote through my website, through videos. And you're going to be definitely seeing probably more content. I'll be talking about this more. Maybe not directly all the time, but definitely at least indirectly. So thank you for listening. This has been Father Ian Van Heusen, the Art of Living Well podcast. Please stay tuned as we pr- we post every week. Apples.